Oh, welcome, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and all friends of the universe. Uh, this is Jim Ellermeyer, and welcome to our continuing series of mindfulness on fishing without bait, a life without expectations. And as always, today I'm joined by my good friend and producer and uh, co-host, uh, Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike, tell me about yourself today. Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, a busy, busy day around here at the uh, at the Silver Trainer Media Studios, but, uh, but but happy that you've joined me and we can have a conversation. Today. Absolutely. Mike, I understand that, I and I know you well, uh, I know that you're hooked into all types of social media, uh, kind of all things electronic. Uh, Mike, tell me this. Do you ever, do you ever do you ever turn your phone off? Do you ever reset it? Do you ever reboot your computer? Do you ever reboot a tablet? Oh, certainly. certainly. Especially when it's giving me some trouble. And why would you do that? Um, typically, it, it, it gives a refresher to the system. And then, and then a lot of things that kind of, uh, this cruft that builds up of the information and the tasks, um, uh, you know, just kind of slow it down. And you just need to, you just need to clean your slate a little bit. So what you're telling me is you're resetting the phone, you're resetting the computer. So perhaps it operates according to its function. Exactly, exactly. Because it's it's it's. I like to think it's a. Even though it's ones and zeros, it is kind of temperamental still. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me this, Mike. Can your phone run forever on a charge? No. Okay. And your uh, have you have you had a solar powered computer yet? Not yet. Not uh, there yet. there are there's there's bits out there, but uh, no, that's not uh, terribly common yet. Right. So what we do here is we have. In our, in our minds like that, too. Did you ever think of uh, mindfulness and meditation and loving kindness as resetting yourself? Mm, I hadn't. And also as recharging yourself. So quite often we could use reset, could we not? Right. So this is what we're talking about. Uh, this, is, this reminds me of a uh, story about the, the Buddha when he had his night of enlightenment under the Bodhi tree. And when he got up and he up and he began to talk to people, first of all, they asked him if he was a god. And he said, no. And they said, well, are you an angel? And he said, no, I'm not. And then they said, are you a saint? And he says, no, I'm not. And he said, then what are you? And the Buddha replied, I'm awake. I'm awake. So the term Buddha means awakened one, enlightened one, which is the Buddha, which is what we're talking about. In our, in our mindfulness journey. So we spoke the last time, Mike, about the relationship between pain and suffering mm -hmm. and how it's, it's part of the human experience. And the way we approach it from the perspective that we take it, it makes all, makes all the difference. So what I'd like to do, talk to you about today is exactly what to do, what type of medication. Have you ever, have you ever had a bee sting? Yes. What'd you do to it? What would you do for it? I was ran to my mother because it was a long, long time ago. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't got stung by <laughs> no, bees. No, I haven't. Then? I don't have a lot of opportunities wow. to run into bees here in the city. How about getting sunburned? Oh, certainly had a bit of that. You've had sunburn? Yes, yes. Huh. Maybe are you unfortunate enough to be uh, blessed with getting poison ivy? Yes, I have a real big trouble with that here in the last couple of years. And uh, tell me what you do when you get poison ivy. Oh, you, you put something to soothe the itching so you won't, uh, you won't scratch it. You put something to soothe the itching, right? Mm -hmm. So you self-soothe yourself. You put some balm, right, right, on, right. So quite often when we're when we're in pain and when we're suffering, isn't our mind inflamed? Our body's inflamed, right? 
What we're going to talk today about is the practice of loving kindness, which is which is a self-soothing device, which is like taking your whole, let's imagine your whole body is covered in poison ivy and we're dipping you into a lake of cold balm to soothe you. And this is what this is what loving kindness can be. And this is not something that people just made up or we tell you to jump rope because it's good for you. There's been many studies, and the, one of the most recent ones, Mike, was a study at the University of uh, North Carolina by a uh, professor by the name of Barbara, Barbara uh, Fredrickson. And she had a class for six weeks, uh, meditate on a loving kindness for an hour a day for six weeks. And what it is, it you begin to tell to yourself, may you feel safe, may you feel happy, may you feel healthy, may you feel at ease. And how they measure this, Mike, how do you measure happiness? There's no barometer for that. You can't take a temperature. What they did was they looked at the vagus nerve. Now, that's not Las Vegas. It's V-A-G-U-S. And what it, the vagus nerve uh, runs from your heart to your digestive system through your body. And also what it does, it uh, what they did was measure the heart rate variability of uh, the vagus nerve. Now, the vagus nerve uh, regulates how effectively your heart changes with your breathing, and hence, why do we talk about breathing all the time? Uh, so the greater the tone, uh, the lower your risk of heart disease. It also regulates glucose levels and immune responses. It also, the vagus nerve also links to nerve that can, over time, connect to patterns of speech, uh, eye contact, and emotional responses. So the more that we connect and acknowledge and observe, practice ourselves with loving kindness, these people that did that, they were able to regulate the tone of the vagus nerve and their heart response and found that it, it was greatly, greatly beneficial for them. Greatly, greatly beneficial for them. So have you ever talk, thought about uh, charging your own battery, Mike? A little bit, because I, I definitely noticed that bit where you just feel drained. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. So quite often people get stuck, they get lost, they get bogged down in what is the content in their mind. And is there is there anything more painful sometimes in our existence in loneliness, Mike? No. no. Loneliness. Have you ever been lonely? Certainly. Right. So we get stuck and we get confused and we get caught in the minutia and the detail of memories and thoughts. We get stuck right in, in that maelstrom. It's the only thing that we can think of. So what does, what does loving kindness do, Mike? What does some of that do? What it does is it builds a gap. It makes a gap between the connectiveness of those thoughts. It makes a gap and it makes a buffer. When you're thinking about when you're dipping yourself into the salve. You're dipping yourself into the salve. So let's take addiction. And quite often when we deal with people in, in addiction, addiction to anything, what we do is we look for that break, that brief buffer that we can put in between the obsessive thought, the urge, and the action. If we can, if we can make just a, a millisecond's pause and get people into a wise mind to observe and judge, will they, will they do those things? Will they generally take drugs? Or, or use alcohol or steal or gamble? or yeah, Not as much because they wouldn't have as much need to. Absolutely, there there won't be there won't be need to. So, quite often, what people do, Mike, is they react to uh, in the present to painful experiences from their past. Many things in life, 
well, often we've talked about living life in a rearview mirror, have we not? Right. Right. So when we look at the world, and I am in recovery from the news in the newspapers, I suggest that everyone out there might consider that also. So tell me what's in the news today, Mike. Tell me what's in the newspapers. Tell me what's what's on the news. I'm also kind of on a vacation, but I know there was a hurricane recently. Uh, I'm sure there's some kind of robbery or fire of some sort. Uh, uh, thankfully, I have people that work in the news here locally in Pittsburgh, and uh, that's the kind of stuff that I hear about. Right, and that's, what is it, pain, misery? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So if more people practice loving kindness, would you? if you practice loving kindness, if you got up every morning and were compassionate to yourself and showed compassion to other people, would you ever consider hurting another human being? No, I don't think so. Would you be nasty and mean to the cashier here at Sheets? No, no, no. No, no. Would you be mean and nasty to your wife? No. No, absolutely. So when we when we consider other people's suffering, and in terms of our own, we get we give much, much better. So what we try to do is we observe the process because quite often we get lost in the content, Mike. We get lost in the content of our thoughts. We get lost in the content of the pain. So what loving kindness does is not only there's a physiological, biological reaction, it also can create that buffer, that brief moment between compulsion, urge, and action. Quite often these actions are more considered more self-destructive thoughts. More self-destructive thoughts. So I was reminded of a uh, I was reminded of a story. We're going to end with this today, Mike. I was reminded of a story by uh, Leo Tolstoy. Leo Tolstoy. And what it is, it's called The Three Wondrous Answers. So there was this king and he asked a hermit. Okay, and this was written by Leo Tolstoy. And this is going to lead into our next broadcast, who was a, who was a, a radical, a real evangelical, real Christian. And the three questions that the king asked him is, what is the best time to do each thing? What is the best time to do each thing? What do you think the hermit answered? Right now. He answered the present moment right now. And who were the most important people to work with? Who are the most important people to work with? The people you are with right here and right now. And the third question that the king asked the hermit was, what is the most important thing to do at all times? It's to seek the happiness of the person who's with you. This was written by a Russian novelist and who was a Christian, and what we're going to get into in our next podcast is talking about that. So what we're talking about, Mike, is bathing ourselves in loving kindness. We're talking about resetting ourselves every single day, every single morning, which is why mindfulness and the meditation practices are recommended in the morning so we can begin that day, so we can have that reset. We can recharge. We can have that reset. When your phone gets a little funky during the day, what, what do you do? Stop and restart restart it. You stop and reset it. Quite often, I think one of the greatest inventions to mankind was uh, uh, these navigators that they put on these phones. And quite often, my, my sometimes my phone will give me really strange things that will get confused. And However, if I take a moment and reset the phone, amazingly enough, it begins to follow correctly and do its, its intended purpose. Is your intended purpose to be mean and nasty, Mike? No. Is your intended purpose to be lonely? Is your intended purpose to be sad? Nope. Absolutely not. So I'm asking everyone out there to give themselves a reset. 
give themselves a reset each day and bathe yourself with loving kindness. Acknowledge your pain, acknowledge your suffering, acknowledge that it's there. Let's, we're going to cease fighting anyone or anything. So until then, Mike, it's so good to be with you today. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, D.C.